0: Happy Friday, folks. Welcome back to the Charger Chat. I'm your co-host, Wool Dogson, with my buddy, Kev Huggin' Duggin'.
2: What's up, buddy, buddy?
0: Not too much. Uh, Sadly, folks, uh, Kyle is MIA right now. Hopefully, he's just fallen asleep with a newborn baby on his chest. I
2: just imagine him just having a nice little cuddle sesh with a brand new baby Duggin'. And baby Duggins are warm and cuddly, and they just make you fall asleep. So I understand it
0: totally get it so hopefully he's having some sweet sweet dreams uh but we've got a heck of an episode lined up for you folks for friday um we've got our brisket abroad we have our brisket abroad segment don't we oh you bet your sweet ass we do god i can't wait to watch this and then we've also got a bolt beat lined up for you as well let's waste no time let's start at the top this is hot off the press folks (laughs) our our fearless leader post fearless (laughs) leader i guess yeah our, what's the what's the term for like former fearless leader yeah. Philip Rivers? This just in: longtime NFL quarterback Philip Rivers has another son to coach in the future. The Saint Michael Catholic High <laughs> football coach and wife Tiffany welcomed their tenth child earlier this week. Andrew Joseph Rivers, eight pounds, ten ounces. I didn't even know she was pregnant. <laughs> What this was happening? I
2: don't, she might not have known. This
0: feels like <laughs> immaculate conception to me. I
2: There's think. something going on. <laughs> um, Ten kids. That's it's fitting. He's probably taking a nap with with him now too. Both he's uh, like. Phil and Kyle are in, uh,
0: in you know sleepy babyland. Is he like, do you think he's gunning for just number 17? And then after that, he's like, okay, now I'm done.
2: I don't think he even <laughs> keeps track of it anymore. I don't think it numbers a thing. He just does his business and just let nature take <laughs> its course. <laughs> yeah. I don't think there's any stop in this train that they've got going on. So uh, you do you, Phil. We're proud of you, man. Congratulations to you guys. Yeah. He said it's awesome. Tiffany is awesome. It doesn't
0: matter if it's the first child or the 10th child, it's an awesome miracle. Every time, everyone is home now, and everyone is good. So, congratulations, congratulations, Rivers family,
2: for welcoming your tenth child. <laughs> I can't. Imagine. Four is like wow, it's a lot. lot of work. <laughs> Ten, I could, I couldn't imagine. That's a lot of names to remember. Yeah, (laughs) good
0: luck. uh, Oh, God, it's on tip of my tongue. Andrew? No, I say Andrew.
2: (laughs) We're going by numbers at that point. It'll be be easy for him, football numbers. Just give him a little jerseys. Give me two. Yeah, I'll take two and nine, I'll be back for four and seven later. Yeah. Six is my favorite, though, and you know this. You know
0: (laughs) this. You know this. Um, Let's see. Let's look at some other news. Uh, All right.
2: Former is, Charger, J.C. Jackson. How sweet this news was for some reason. For me Well, now. it's it's very schadenfreude.
0: Uh, Ian Rappaport tweeted out, Patriots cornerback J.C. Jackson is not expected to travel with the team to Germany for their game against the Colts, sources tell me and Mike Garofalo. Uh, with questions about his reliability, the decision was made to have him stay home, get through the bye, and return in a better place.
2: So... So, did we just fleece the Patriots for a draft pick when they're probably going to end up not having them on the team at some point in this season? Well,
0: I, I it kind of feels that way. I mean, not just the draft pick. I mean, we unloaded
2: some money. Some they're, money they're they're on the hook well. for. Yeah. So, Telesco might this might have been a sneaky Telesco ninja move. Well, yeah, people could say that,
0: you know, signing JC Jackson to the Chargers is one of the worst moves, if not the worst, you know, free agent signing in Charger history, but getting rid of him when you could and letting him go to another team, making that decision and not going like, well, we've already invested the money. Let's just ride this out. Hopefully he gets better. Clearly it's a it problem. wasn't just the Chargers that were having yeah. issues with this guy. Um it, it, you know I we're not rooting for him to lose but it's just very clear that like this wasn't like oh the coach was lying or or you know there was that back and forth between jc jackson and coach staley going like i don't know what i'm supposed to be doing here they i, I don't know why it seemed, not seems seems like
2: bullshit i think coach is validated in a sense with this yeah. like if if he's gonna do this to belichick like yeah. come on now like that's crazy <laughs> yeah so i i am I feel good about this happening because it means that we didn't just do something crazy and didn't think it through. Like we sent over a bad egg and loaded some cash. We didn't have to pay him later in his contract. And it is what it is. It seems like he's a guy that got paid and kind of checked out. Yeah. And that's just kind of what that situation was.
0: Well, yeah, it feels like his, e- I, I, I have a hard time thinking that it's that specifically because because of the injury and how hard he worked to come back to play I feel like his ego is just so bruised that he can't fathom that he's not playing at the level that everybody expects him to be playing at and because he's not he's not Mr. INT this season so I feel like he just can't accept the fact that he's not that he's
2: subpar (laughs) but i think there's more to that too because i saw another tweet about him being you know late to team meetings and all that kind of stuff which what i I was saying by he he took the money and bailed is like i I don't think he's locked in to football anymore if he's doing that to belichick yeah and he did that to us so um is what it is yeah good uh good luck JC, you're gonna. Need it.
0: <laughs> Good luck. Um, all right. Well, this uh, little stat fell into our laps here. Uh, fastest quarterback in NFL history to reach 1500 career completions, which is 57 games. That's uh, let's see, that's five, five games, games faster than Patrick Mahomes, and is that
2: also 62 as well? Yep, and five. Matthew Stafford. Yeah. And he did it against the Jets on the game that he's not elite, and he's not elite anymore after. So. Yeah, clearly elite. Yeah, their stats—they're not very <laughs> elite. Elite.
0: <laughs> We're talking about Justin Herbert, folks. Obviously, um, obviously, yeah. So just one more, one more feather in this guy's cap. He, he's got a got a peacock of a hat right now with all the feathers that he's got in there because he's just continuing to put down, just killing it in the stat department. Yeah. And it's unfortunate that it's not accumulating to wins, but... Only time will tell. Time will tell, and if this defense can continue to play like they did in these last couple of games, this is going to right the ship. This is going to help us out. So congratulations, Justin, on hitting uh, 1,500 career completions. Uh, looking over at our brother, uh, Dan Dub from uh, Chargers Unleashed. Yes, sir. Uh, tweeted out, Chargers defense is currently tied with Kansas City for second most sacks in the NFL with 31. Only Philadelphia has more with both Philadelphia and Kansas City having played
2: one more game than the Chargers. So this is cool. I I just love that we are at this point with our pass rush. And God, I just want them. And no, we're definitely running into a better team this week in terms of what that offensive line is. So. Let's keep that production up, man. I want we want to see some more sacks. Keep these stats going. Yeah, hundred percent. And it's
0: it's kind of like a, a I don't know what to call it. I don't want I don't know if I'd say a light at the end of the tunnel or a silver lining, but it's like the defense has struggled this season, kind of up until these last couple of games, which they finally kind of turned it around. I'm hoping that because of the amount of sacks that this defense has gotten and they're only second because they haven't played as many games as Philadelphia and Kansas City that this is a sign that okay defense is going to get it clicking defense is going to get it going and that's going to equate to a run because Justin's going to get better his fingers going to get better the catchers are the <laughs> receivers are going to catch the ball yeah i'm hoping i'm praying that that's what this equates to but that's an awesome stat to see for sure Yeah, uh looking over at Chris Rim uh, in an interview with Tuli Pelotu.
2: And this is a great interview if you haven't watched the whole thing yet. He talked for like 15 minutes, very open and candidly. He's an yes. awesome kid.
0: No, he's a very awesome kid. Uh, they, somebody, I guess, had asked him a question, and he said, I'm still kind of scared to talk to Justin. And they asked him why. He said, I don't know. That's Jay Herbo. I'm just scared like that. <laughs> he said it took him a while to talk to Joey Bosa and Khalil Mack as well. So... Yeah, Even that's, though yeah that's you,
2: you, I don't know. hearing that is just so it's so crazy it's like the amount of respect he has for his teammates like that is like we drafted a real one in this kid not only is he performing on the field he's humble mm. af you come in as a second round pick most guys are like I'm here what are we doing like that energy he's just like so respectful like that's a great character trait to have especially on an NFL team and look what happened joy took him right underneath his wing they're like dance you know they have their celebrations together they got all the stuff so mm-hmm. I think it's really cool
0: it is yeah Th- this isn't a, a guy with an ego coming in going like all right you guys drafted me second you know I'm here to perform I'm here to do some shit <laughs> yeah. and that's what's up Jay Herbo like he's under he understands and respects that like, <laughs> so imagine not- him,
2: him in the hallway just like Uh, uh, Justin, I just kind of like not, uh, sir. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs)
0: He's somebody that has a respect to like, I'm not trying to throw off his juju. I don't want to fanboy over him or anything like that. I'm just, I'm just going to, you know, let sleeping dogs lie. And, you know, maybe I can say hi to him next off season or something like that. So, um, hopefully they get a chance to hang out maybe get some lunch or something like that. And, you know. Say hi to him, Tooley, Yeah, please. Yeah, just to, or Justin, reach out to Tooley, <laughs> Yeah, can you imagine like Justin's like sitting alone at like a cafeteria? They're probably table. <laughs> both the same. He's like, I don't know, I don't know I don't if want I talk, talk to, to. I don't know. <laughs> He's it's Tuli. It's Tule. Over there. <laughs> yeah. Is Yeah, looking
2: at me. Oh God. That's T. Do Tui Tui you Pouloute. like me? Yes. <laughs> with the little paper no. football wrap it up and then flick it across to the cafeteria.
0: <laughs> um, let's see. Chris Rim also tweeted out Chargers. Darius Davis was named the AFC special teams player of the week with his 104 punt return yards in week nine, including his 87 yard score. Wow.
2: It's awesome. I feel like this is like the beginning of him really being a problem for other teams the rest of the year. I just have a feeling like the confidence level of doing that on a, a Monday night game. And he even said before this like he's excited because he felt like he could have broken some of the previous ones. He just mm. hadn't hit it yet, but they come in bunches and there's a rhythm and hopefully he can, you know, do at least a couple more of those this season. I'm excited to see that. Yeah. If he can if he can do a bit more of that.
0: Uh special teams, man. They're cooking this year. And I love that. I love having a great special teams. Well, uh, let's see, looking over at the injury report, uh, initially on Wednesday,
2: we saw one name. I, I, <laughs> mid-season, I've never seen anything like that in my life. I almost felt like people didn't show up to the facility that, well, that day, the so thought, they couldn't yeah. register what was going on, <laughs> but not the case.
0: Not the case, no. not Just because they played a Monday night game. Uh, this wasn't just a walk through Wednesday. Uh, we we did see Justin Herbert, uh, only Justin Herbert on the list, <laughs> the solo name, With solo name with his finger injury getting a full practice in. Uh, but Thursday, uh, Joey Bosa showed up uh, as it did not practice regarding an illness of some kind. Yeah, some people are speculating that maybe he partied a bit too hardy too hardy that that, monday night uh, monday night victory
2: that's a serious hangover if he's carrying (laughs) tuesday wednesday and thursday like he went pretty hard in the paint if that's the case i don't know if that's the case that that's strictly speculation hey rumors and speculation needs to be addressed from time to time (laughs) from time
0: to time from time to time given a bit of uh credence if you will but Get him a uh, pedialite,
2: some orange slices.
0: We'll, we'll get him back on the field. Yes, hopefully Joey Bosa will be okay. But uh, besides Joey and Justin, those are the only names that are on this injury report, which is, like Kevin said, that's crazy. Psychotic. Midway through the season.
2: And no, that's wood. I knocked on it. So, yes.
0: Um. Let's see. Daniel Popper tweeted out, Josh Palmer is dealing with a quote-unquote knee sprain, according to Brandon Staley. Uh, he'll be out for the four weeks for sure, and then we'll just see from there, Staley said. Uh, when asked if he is expecting Palmer back this season, Staley said no expectations.
2: So my, my thought on this, people are like, oh my God, he's out for the season. I'm just going off of what happened last year and the fact that he was a little bit more... Optimistic in some of his, you know, when they asked him about mm-hmm. players, and mm-hmm. he has shut that down so hard this year and is like, oh, yeah. no, nope, I don't have any expectations. Yeah. Which my guess is four weeks and he'll be back. But yeah, he coaches keeping it very close to the vest on this one. Yeah. Don't want to give anybody any
0: kind of false hope or nope. any like, I'm guessing he should be back, you know, by the end of those four weeks and then find out that, oh, no, it's going to take him eight weeks to come back or something like that. Exactly. So, um, yeah. We'll we'll just have to keep, keep need some guys to
2: step it. up. We need some guys to step up. We need yeah. Darius to step up. We need Jalen Guyton. We need yeah. Q. We need our tight ends. We just need everyone to like rally and look, like, you know, let's let's make it work. Yeah.
0: Um, all right. Well, looking over at our opponent uh this next Sunday, the Lions. Uh they are currently six and two. They've been on a very good run this season. Uh started off with that first win against the chiefs that was cool season opener yeah beating them 21 one point um uh, they 20, sorry. since uh lost to the lions uh beat the falcons beat the packers beat the panthers beat the buccaneers lost to the ravens uh beat the raiders nice job and next is
2: going to be us so they've only lost to the ravens and the chiefs yeah oh, they've only wait is that Lot, not... no they lost to the uh ravens and the uh
0: where the heck did it go?
2: Uh, Seahawks. Uh, the Seahawks. There it is. Yeah. So two formidable teams. I don't know much about the Seahawks. Where they are right now, they got just kind of beat up a little bit in their last game. But, right, you know, they're they're a good football team, man. They're, you know, everyone talking about them this week has been like just probably one of the more well-balanced teams we're going to be facing oh, yeah. in terms of offense and defense. So we just got to step up. And this is one of those games where we can, if we do well and we finish it and we win this game, the whole narrative about what this team is and what they're all about is not only going to change for us as fans, but for everyone else too. So has this to, is a big game.
0: At that point, yeah. I think uh, last week when we were playing the Jets, I think only a couple of people thought that the Chargers would beat the Jets. And I think it's the same this week where yeah, like everybody's two. expecting Detroit to to beat the Chargers. So yeah, um, this is a big opportunity for them, and then they know that. And having it be a home game I think is going to help them out in that regard as well go
2: fans just show up
0: get loud help our boys out please um let's see and then dan campbell was interviewed and had this to say about justin herbert uh said they're throwing the ball they are throwing the heck out of the ball uh they've got that quarterback look everything starts with him it always will i said this uh the other day he's a very good athlete he's an accurate passer big time arm smart and he's tough god he's tough (laughs) (laughs) he'll just sit there uh hit after hit and he'll just continue to throw the ball so the guy that has been talking about bite kneecaps going that quarterback it's pretty tough that's
2: my he's my brand that's I my brand need,
0: how many bites does it take to get to the <laughs> center of Justin Herbert Herber. <laughs> yeah a one a two a three yeah no justin definitely as we've seen takes a lick and keeps on ticking and Dan Campbell recognizes that as well so it's gonna be a tough game, guys. If uh if if what we've been talking about in these previous episodes of the Chargers being physicality is their identity, this is where they're really gonna to have to get physical.
2: physical. Well, it is, and they just came off a bye. So you got like we said last yeah. week, they came off a bye, and we just came off a short week. So mm-hmm. everything's kind of Ch- uh, chips are kind of stacked against us in a right. certain certain few ways but this is where we'll find out what our team's all about man and i'm excited i think if we can carry even a little bit over of what we did last week we're gonna we're gonna hold them and then our offense just needs to step up and play better so i'm just very excited about this sunday me me too um and i'm very excited
0: about you folks going over to our patreon patreon.com slash chat uh, check out all the fun, silly videos we have over there, some behind-the-scenes stuff, some coaches' corners, some watch parties, some Zoom hangouts. We got it all over there at Patreon.com slash ChargerChat. And if you don't want to go over there, that's totally fine. You can go on over to our regular website, ChargerChat.com. Check out all the cool stuff we got over there, T-shirts, hoodies, and stickers. You can chat it up with other ChargerChateers in the member section and ask questions and ask Volt Fam. So go check out ChargerChat.com.
2: All right, guys, we're here with two very special people. We have Pablo and Enrique from the Die Hard Bowl Club, and we are super excited to have you here because we're we're all together with the Bolt Bids. We're hanging out with the Bolt Bids, doing some cool stuff with them. So um, I know that uh, Die Hard Bowl Club is doing something really special this season. Um, and Enrique, can you kind of tell us a little bit about what you guys got going on with the bolts Bolt Bids?
3: Yeah, uh, we decided to link up with Bolt Bids thanks to you guys' chat want uh, to. Thank you officially for setting that up. Um, and right now we are doing a, a event for one of our presidents that sadly passed away, uh, lost his battle to um, mental illness. So, you know, we've been very open about supporting PTSD and stuff like that. He was a former Marine. His dad was a former Marine. He was actually um, still in the National Guard and was going to be deployed again. So. We are trying to support him and his family. Uh, like I said, he was one of our presidents in the Tennessee chapter and passed away in June. So it was fairly recent. We uh, made some wristbands to give out at the tailgates to support him and his family, but we really like to support this charity. Um, last season, we started doing stuff with uh, Salute to Service. We did an event last year, but this year, you know, we're doing a little different, trying to raise some money for the charity that his family chose to do, which is called a soldier's child. So um, I will pass that over to Pablo because he's the one that um, has been kind of taking the lead on the situation.
4: So we're partnering up with Bolt Bids um, and they provided us an awesome item. Uh, It is an authentic helmet (laughs) flash signed by Justin Herbert. Wow. And it even has an inscription. It says 2020 NFL Rookie of the Year. So, I mean, this thing is beautiful as you can see. Um, It's just gorgeous. And uh, what we're doing is, you know, we're allowing everyone to have a chance to win this item. So if you come by our tailgate for this upcoming tailgate, uh, the Lions, as well as next upcoming tailgate, uh, which is going to be Sunday Night Football against the Ravens. Come on in. We're going to have two QR codes. Um, You'll scan each one. Um, One of them is actually for another raffle. Um, It's Bolt Bids' free raffle that they do every week. Um, So once you scan both QR codes, you show it to us, and then you'll get an entry ticket. And you put your name, um, it has a space for your email, as well as your phone number. And then, yeah, you'll be entered into that. Um, So that's free, open to everyone. Um, And then if you'd like an additional chance to win the item, we're doing a fundraiser, like Enrique said, um, going to uh, a a Soldier's Child Foundation. Um, So, yeah, it's just a a $5 donation for an an, an additional entry, um, or you could donate $25 and get five more entries. And then at the end of our tailgate for Sunday night football against the Ravens, we're gonna go and uh draw the winner live. So if you're only gonna be for like at the Lions game, not a problem. We're just gonna draw it once. Um, you know, the information should be there. And then we'll we'll get this beautiful item over to the winner.
2: Well, that's awesome. It's so cool you guys are doing that. And you know, losing a diehard bolt club member like that is just so terrible. And the fact that we're able to come together and do something for his family and their um uh, you know, their situation is fantastic. So keep up the awesome work guys and definitely go check them out at Thunder Alley and, um, get, get a part of this and get some awesome, uh, chargers memorabilia. Well, that's fantastic.
0: Really thank you bolts bids for, for contributing and, and helping with something like that, uh, for the diehard Bowl club. i they appreciate it. I appreciate it. We all Same. really greatly appreciate you contributing to something like that and makes me that much happier to be Connected now with Bolt's bids and, and continuing to be partners with them. That's just really awesome. Thank you, guys. Um, all right, folks. Well, now it's time to go on to the next segment. Uh, these lovely ladies, normally we have them on Tuesday episodes, but they really wanted to make sure they got it just right for you, folks. So I can't
2: wait to get the behind the scenes uh, of this game.
0: Oh here we God. go, folks. It's time for Brisket Abroad's. <laughs> One, two, three.
5: One, two, three. Well, there's no place they wouldn't try to hang out with Justin and his squad. Get ready to hear their positive thoughts. It's
1: time for Brisket and Brawl.
6: Hey! Hello, our lovely friends. Hey, guys. How great was that dub? Well, round one, we sounded like robot chipmunks, so we recorded the whole thing again. Here Here you go. Okay, we don't have much time, so we better just get right into it. It was my birthday. So we went to New York City. My parents also came to New York City. Kaya lives in New York City. She came to the game that was not in New York City because the Jets play in New Jersey. So weird. Our mode of transportation for this game was rental car. car. Let the be free. <laughs> Is
2: this for the music video?
6: Sometimes driving is better, even if you have to drive in New York City, which is always an adventure. That lady. I don't know. I don't know. How close is she? I mean, I have blocked her. I mean, you'll know when she's walking. Yeah,
5: but thank you. I mean, what? I don't
6: know. just people all of a sudden. Oh, and what? I'm not supposed to hit them? I didn't even hit anybody, at least not with my car. Before we knew it, we arrived at American Dream Sports Complex, a.k.a. MetLife Stadium. American Dream. Is that what it's called? The American Dream Sports Complex? What did you think of the stadium, Mary?
5: I thought it looked pretty basic on the outside. Yeah. What did you think of the stadium, Heather?
6: It looked like temporary fencing.
5: Yeah, like a rent-a-fence.
6: Yeah. So we drove to there, and we parked in the best parking spot possible. <gasps> oh, my gosh. Yeah. It's the perfect Jets. parking spot.
5: Just 10. Oh. Just ten. And then we hopped
6: on over to the tailgate,
5: tailgate in E26. That's right. Mm-hmm.
6: And we were booed by Jets fans the whole way there. That's the J-E-T-S, Jets, Jets, Jets way. Yeah! We just laughed and waved. Like, oh, hi, nice to meet you. No. The tailgate was awesome. Mm -hmm. We shook our little tail feathers.
5: We found two of our favorite people, Karen and Eddie, and then we moseyed on over to MetLife Stadium. Look
6: at my dad,
1: reliving the glory days.
5: He even got mistaken for Justin. Oh.
1: Ow! Hey. Hey. <laughs> Are you Justin? That's me, yes. Dad.
6: I mean, they're identical. Wait, come on. Dad? As we attempted to enter the stadium, a Jet stadium employee attempted to inform us that there are no signs allowed. Of any kind. Of any kind. And then I said, mm, I'm going to try a different entrance. And he's like, they're not going to let you bring them in. I'm like, mm, clearly, you don't know me. <laughs> so anyways, this is how we smuggled the signs in. <laughs> <laughs> I'm snapping it.
5: Yeah, sweater around the waist is
6: good. Huh? There used to be uh, more of this H, but I think it got (laughs) lost somewhere in my dad's jacket slash pants because that's where that sign was hidden. No one ever said anything after that. So the Jets stadium really tried to poo-poo on our sign fun. But then as we walked down to our seats, they straight up played a birthday song for me. (laughs) like it's my birthday
1: it's like because we don't give a cause it's my birthday
6: so it was a real hot and then cold kind of situation yes and then no and up and then down which is kind of how the entire Jets fan base also was yeah I still don't really know what my opinion is of The Jets fans or the Jets stadium because there was really good things and then really bad. Really good egg fans and really bad egg fans. (laughs) Yeah. Like Erica. Hey, wait,
5: what are you guys supposed to? We both play drums. Let's see it. Erica, she's been a Jets fan for 60 years. And when she was younger, her and her friend were like the OG brisket broads. They went to everyday training camp and would hang out with Joe Namath.
6: No, they just stalked him. Okay, well. (laughs) So you can see how there are similarities between us and Erica. Very cool Jets fan. Mm -hmm. And then there is the butthole two rows behind my dad who actually called security to complain about the Chargers fan in the front row who was standing. And it was probably like... Four minutes into the game. Just so you guys know, you can stand and you can cheer. Don't let people bully you. But also be considerate. But also just know that when these other fans are trying to tell you what to do because you're in their stadium, just know that the brisket brats aren't listening to them tell us what to do. So
5: We're sneaking in our signs and we are standing on third down.
6: But also be careful because if you end up getting kicked out of the stadium because of our advice... Oh, no. Okay, just do whatever your heart tells you. <laughs> and then there was also the guy who gave us ketchup packets. Look oh. oh, at that guy.
1: Look at him. He came to us? This guy. Nice.
6: California. He gave us this one, too.
5: That's a good one. <laughs> that was very nice and thoughtful. And then there's also the guy who tried to fight you after the game.
6: <laughs> he didn't try to fight us. He didn't
5: us. try, but he kind of wanted to.
6: He was like... Hey, so you guys think you're better than us? And I was like, um, well, just today. And he was like, oh, yeah, okay. Yeah, Jets fans are a big mixed bag of nuts.
5: They are nuts, that's for sure.
6: (laughs) This game was electric from start to finish. The pregame was just a parade of all of our favorite people.
5: And then we all got to enjoy our favorite pregame show.
6: <laughs> Thank you, Joey. So we tried to eat some of the weird stadium food, you know, so we could tell you guys about it. But they were all out of the weird stuff. Uh-huh.
5: They didn't have any conishas, They didn't have any fried clam strips.
6: They must be really good because they were sold out within five minutes of the stadium gates opening. That
5: or they haven't had money to update the signs in a few years.
6: So we settled on fat rooster fries. In Vegas?
1: Vegas. I
6: like it. The chicken's <laughs> good. They were pretty fat-freaking-tastic. <laughs> and Kaya settled on the allergen-friendly Swedish Fish.
4: Oh. This is the food allergy edition. When you can't have anything in the stadium, you can't get candy. Some gentlemen, please welcome to the field.
6: On to the overall stadium experience. Mm. I definitely loved how much karaoke took place. So much karaoke. Yeah. They kept having the words up for us to sing along. It was lovely. Started with the national anthem.
1: The glare, of in air, they the there.
5: And they had a little Fergie and Beastie Boy sprinkled in there for Spice.
6: And they finished off with the king of anthems, Queen. Queen. What a good time. That baby was having such a good time. We don't want to bore you with a bunch of game footage because obviously you guys probably saw it from all the best angles on TV. But we would like you to know that we were present for and we filmed this epic moment in history. luckily chargers videographer tyler also caught it on camera so we didn't have to send him the clip from our phone so
1: you get it did you get
6: that catch good job tyler good job tyler so with four minutes left
5: in the game it was pretty obvious we were gonna win so all the jets fans were like we gotta get out of here and all the chargers fans were like Flocking to the front row there were so many of us. We were loud. It was awesome. It was so beautiful
6: And then we won yeah So now enjoy this compilation of celebration No, oh, that would be crazy. What? Yes, huh. that was Justin Herbert's older brother, Mitch Herbert.
5: And his girlfriend, Isabella. Penna.
6: And Mitch Herbert wished me a happy belated birthday. Happy Yay! birthday! Thank you. Thank you. Thank you.
1: Thank thank you. for my birthday last year, so I one. Well, happy, uh, thank you one. Happy belated birthday.
2: Thank you, thank
1: you very much.
6: Uh-huh. And Isabella said that the Chargers won this game For my birthday. That girl knows what girls like to hear. That homegirl knew what this (laughs) homegirl wanted to hear. She made my birthday wish come true. Thank you, Isabella.
5: You know, it'd be crazy. What? If that wasn't the only Herbert we met that day.
6: That would be so crazy. Yeah, that's right. That's Justin Herbert's dad. Oh, my gosh. So we, you know, met him in the Jacksonville game, but we were just moving quickly through the through the hallways going opposite directions. High five. Had to go. This time, we had the wherewithal in our mind to actually be like, could we take a picture? And then he's like,
5: I don't know. You tell me. You guys are the famous ones. <laughs> what a guy. Oh, my gosh. Marky, Mark. A. Mark. <laughs>
6: Oh my gosh! Future father-in-law, you're so funny. <laughs> yeah. He's someone's future father-in-law. Yeah. is all Holy I'm saying. Man. Nothing weird. So then we had to drive my parents and kaya back to New York City. We
2: drove upside down.
1: Oh, nice.
2: I'm girl. <laughs> I don't
1: know. The <laughs> and then we had to drive us back to
5: Connecticut. It is two in the morning.
6: (laughs) So we got to bed about three thirty a.m. All in a all in a day's work. It was a wonderful day. Mm -hmm. The perfect birthday. They are two and zero from birthdays. That's true. I think I'm gonna start having more birthdays. That's, that's so smart. I think I have 17 God. birthdays a year. I'm gonna be so old by the end of the season. Oh, it's you're worth gonna it. die so soon. No, I'm gonna live forever. Oh, okay, cool. So that's pretty much it. Very great day yeah. in New York City. Just kidding. In East Rutherford, New Jersey. <laughs> we'll see you all in Green Bay, Wisconsin. And we will definitely see Adam and Kevin and Josie. And other Adam. And Kat and Andrew. And others. And probably other people. Um, Instead of closing out with our normal brisket broad handshake, we're going to let my mom break it down for us.
1: Team on three. One, two, three. Team!
2: I don't
0: know why they bother being on our show.
2: They're too good. (laughs) They bring bring our stock up way too much. Like... (laughs) <laughs> it's so funny the t- the comic timing honestly it's you can't impeccable. learn that it's impeccable
0: it is impeccable the the zooms the looks the hand gestures the just sick everything. dance moves everything it, Oh, those were the best dance moves i've seen in a long time you and know <laughs> you guys are so fucking
2: Funny. <laughs> i can't wait for this green bay game oh, it's gonna be it so much come fun here soon enough nope
0: that's gonna be amazing
2: and happy birthday i'm glad they yes, were able to get birthday. you that that birthday celebration heather that's uh well deserved great work and you met your future father-in-law I'm so happy for you and brother-in-law you're really getting in with the family so that's awesome <laughs>
0: Oh, God, what a time, what a game for you to go to and enjoy. And uh, yeah,
2: just brought us great home that dub. just I've, just I've just, just a clap, so just a clap,
0: just a clap. I can't tell you how much I enjoy these segments. Um, all right. Well, thank you, ladies, for another awesome so much brisket abroads. Uh, But now, folks, it's time to go on to the next segment. It's our good friend Jason Reed over at the Bolt Beat. But don't. I-
7: Nice. Welcome back to another edition of the Bolt Beat. As always, I am your host, the acting editor over at boltbeat.com. Jason Reed. You can check out all my work at boltbeat.com. Follow me on Twitter at each your readies or follow boltbeat at Twitter at BB underscore chargers. Week 10, week nine is in the books, and the Chargers are back in playoff position. Not quite. They're in the hunt. The season's not over. The Chargers were two and four, entering two very critical games against the Chicago Bears, New York Jets. The Bears was a layup. They made the layup. The Jets was a very tough matchup. I came on this podcast and, and said I was worried about the matchup. I didn't like the defense. I said that the Chargers would need a big defense or special teams play to win this game and that it was going to be similar to the Denver Broncos game from last year, excuse me. <clears throat> and that's exactly what we got. Except it was a little bit. It was a blowout. It wasn't close, just like the Broncos. But that's what we got. We got a big special teams play earlier Darius Davis took it to the house first career touchdown on a punt return how fitting is that that got the Chargers on the board and then we had excellent defensive play Chargers were able to get back in scoring range with a strip sack and then just defensively they did whatever they wanted against Zach Wilson and the Jets the offense wasn't great Justin Herbert probably had his first his worst start of his career just in terms of numbers first start he's ever had under 150 passing yards with no Passing touchdowns. And yes, there's other quarterbacks who have done that. Patrick Mahomes actually hasn't, but the likes of Jalen Hurts, Josh Allen, and all the above, all these elite quarterbacks, they've all done it since Herbert's coming to the league. So this isn't a new thing to happen. But his first game, 150, no touchdowns. But he made throws when he had to make them. He made the the throw to Austin Eckler, uh, which was kind of just a screen and Eckler took the re- took it the rest, but uh put him in in scoring range. Uh he made the the throw to Keenan Allen, which was a little high, but Allen came down with a brilliant circus catch Uh, Herbert had some scrambles he did what he had to do this is what we've been asking for we've been asking to see the Chargers win a game where Herbert doesn't have to be perfect and look he was far from perfect last Monday and the Chargers won the game now some are trying to use it to discount Herbert we know this you know there's been a weird media um, if Herbert has a huge game and the Chargers lose you know he can't win if the Chargers win and he has a, a bad game it's wiring his numbers better in the win and it's just it's classic, you know, just shape the argument however you want to shape it, just to to make a point about Justin Herbert. Look, this is an elite Jets defense that has carved out, you know, has, has been great against all these elite quarterbacks, and it was bound to happen. Like, no one should have expected a great Justin Herbert game in this, and at the end of the day, between him, Patrick Mahomes, Josh Allen, and Jalen Hurts, the four elite quarterbacks who have played the Jets so far this season. Sorry, Dak Prescott. He's had the second best passer rating, only behind Patrick Mahomes, and it was like 1.2 points lower. So, nothing to be worried about the argument is silly i think and i just i don't understand the discord with herbert leading into week 10 against the detroit lions there's some optimism fans are buying back in it's it's super bowl or bust now it's 10 and 7 let's go chargers are 4 and 4 can they go 6 and 3 to end it i've seen screenshots on twitter people sharing the next 6 games saying if the chargers don't go 4 and 2 at best or at worst uh, that it's going to be horrible that uh 5 and 1's even possible. All these things. And I love seeing the fan base pop back in, you know, I love the positivity. Obviously, Charger chat is always about being positive about the Chargers, but I want us all to slow down a little bit cuz this is how we get ourselves in trouble. This is the NFL. Anything can happen on any given Sunday, which includes the Chargers. That includes the Chargers freaking winning every game from here on out because anything can happen. I'm not discounting that. But we need to stop just like we shouldn't have been writing the team off when they were 0 and 2 and 2 and 4 and saying the season was over. We shouldn't be saying Hey, they have to go four and two in the next six when they have two really tough opponents. The Lions and the Ravens are in that stretch. And then other teams that could definitely beat them two divisional games, the Packers on the road and the Patriots on the road. Like that's not the easiest slate of games. I'm not saying it's difficult compared to what they've already done, but that's not the easiest slate of games. So to say like, oh, four and two or bust, I think that's overreacting a little bit. And that's just setting ourselves up to get upset if that doesn't happen. It happens, you know, it's every fan base. It's not just Chargers. It's not just football. You know, I do it with the Dodgers. I do it with the Chargers, and I try not to. Uh, I cover the Lakers for fan-sided. And the Lakers, I know this isn't a Lakers podcast, but everyone was coming in the season saying the Lakers were amazing, deepest roster in franchise history, all this. They're three and five at the time of recording this, and Laker fans want Darvin Ham fired. And, you know, it's just what happened was the expectations were inflated. The results have been lower than those expectations, lower than they should be, but lower than the expectations. And now it creates this massive thing where it's like, what's going on? In reality, maybe Laker fans inflated the Lakers a little bit too a little bit too much, and they're just struggling out of the gate. And that's what happens when you get injuries and whatnot. Same thing with the Chargers. I think we need to take it a week by week from here on out, because I think this is the type of season, I've said it here on the Bolt Beat before, that they're going to be hovering around 500. It's going to be 500 a game below 500, a game above 500, a game above like, I don't know if the Chargers ever go more than two games above or below 500 this season. That's just the type of season I think it's going to be. So if the Chargers lose against the Lions this week, that doesn't mean the playoff hopes are dashed. That doesn't mean the Chargers are screwed. It doesn't mean any of that. It means it's a week-by-week league, and they got to get back on the saddle and go play the Green Bay Packers next week and just try to go on one run. All they have to do at this point in a crowded AFC, go on one run. If If the run is right now and they win the next three, great. I would love that. I would love a 7-4 and Chargers team. And then you're looking really pretty at getting into the playoffs. But they just need to go on one run and take it week by week and not get too emotional. So just keep that in mind in this Lions game, heading out of this Jets game and all the games throughout the rest of the season. If they lose against the Lions, don't say, oh, season's over, fire Staley, blah, 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 all that stuff. If they beat the Lions, I'm going to be hyped. And I absolutely understand the hype, but let's not assume they're automatically going to beat the Packers the next week and then that they're going to go 12-5. and Like, you know, let's... Take it week by week, and I think it's better for all of our mental health if we do that because, as we all know as Charger fans, the moment we start expecting things is the moment we start going crazy, if we're not crazy already. Last week, on the Bolt Beat, my betting picks, I only gave out three picks. I said I was going to do props. I didn't really like the props, I'll be honest. I did like the defensive, uh, anytime defense, special teams prop. I actually gave that out on the Jet Press podcast, part of the Fan sided Podcasting Network. Wasn't an official pick, though. That would have been great. Obviously, there was a special teams touchdown in the game for the Chargers. I decided to stay away because there was nothing I loved and I don't want to give out bad picks just to give out picks. And there wasn't the picks available when we recorded last week. So we only had three picks. We actually went two and one on those picks. The only one that didn't come through was the Cowboys. I had the under and the Chargers and the Jets. That covered, even though it was a blowout. And I also had the Indianapolis Colts against Carolina Panthers and that comfortably covered. So two and one, of course, even though you go two and one, you win less than one unit because that's Vegas. That's gambling. That's how they make their money. Plus 0.9 units. If that was a $20 unit, that'd be $18. And our total for the year, we are now 17 and 20 record-wise, minus 3.35 units. Clonback back, if you remember a few weeks ago, we were down like nine, 10 units. So Clonback back, we've been hot recently. I'm hoping to take this hot streak into this week. Favorite of the week. We're going to start with the non-charger picks first. I'm going 49ers minus three against the Jacksonville Jaguars. I said this two weeks ago when I picked the Jags to win. I said it was going to be a Jaguars coming out party. They were going to win the game. Everyone was going to be like, wow, Jaguars are great. This is amazing. This is their arrival. And then naturally, because this always happens in NFL media, they're going to come crashing back down to earth. They play a 49ers team that's lost multiple in a row and hasn't looked like themselves. 49ers coming off a bye. Uh, Excuse me. Well, I think both teams actually coming off a bye. Either way, Kyle Shanahan has plenty of time to prepare. I don't see them losing another game like this. And I think if this game were to happen a month ago, it'd be 49ers minus six, minus six and a half, minus seven. It's only minus three. I think that's great value. Is there a world where the Jags shocked the world beat the Niners and the Niners just aren't as good as we think they are? Sure. But I'm going to bet on what I saw the first eight weeks of the season, six weeks of the season, and I'm going to take the 49ers to win A close, entertaining game, but ultimately something like a 27-21 type of deal. Minus three. I think that's a push at worst if the 49ers are who I think they are. My dog of the week. Don't like any dogs this week, I'll be honest. Most of the dogs are kind of stinky or scary, and usually that's the week where all the dogs win, so maybe you should just pick all the dogs and you'll end up being profitable. But the one I like the most, my rule, I only bet a dog if I can see them actually winning the game, is ironically Brown's plus six and a half. It's a bigger dog. There's a world where the Browns beat the Baltimore Ravens. Yes, the Ravens. I think they're the best team in the AFC right now I actually picked them to be the one seed in the AFC before the season started. And they're a really hard team to play in the regular season, but the Browns have a historically good defense. Uh, their offense obviously has sputtered at times, but Deshaun Watson's at least back there under center, whatever that means. Um, and I think the defense can keep this game close. And we've seen the Browns win games like this, you know, not just this season and years past games. They shouldn't win games that they're discounted to win. I mean, Maybe not four or five years ago, Browns, but the last three years, the defense, uh, this is the best defense the Lions have, uh, or the the Ravens, excuse me, have played. Um, and I think the Browns can win this game, and at the very least, we'll keep it close in a divisional matchup. Plus six and a half feels like good value. Again, is there a world where the Ravens win by seven? Absolutely, that's part of the risk. I don't see a scenario, and I could just have an egg in my face next week where the Ravens win by ten plus. So I'm pretty much betting against it being a seven-point game and and hoping it's a six-point game, three-point game, or even a Browns win for my betting purposes. It would help the Chargers, though, if the Ravens won just because Browns are a wild-card team. The Browns beat the Ravens. That just muddies things more. You know, it doesn't really impact the Chargers if the Ravens keep winning. So root for the Ravens to win by four to six or one to six, quite frankly. My Chargers pick of the week. I hate it. I hate to say it. I I have to be objective with y'all, and I want to be as positive as possible. I have to be objective. I'm taking Lions minus three. It's partially a reverse jinx. Um, it's partially just not loving this matchup. I, I didn't love the matchup last week against the Jets. I said they needed a big defensive or special teams touchdown play to win that game, and that's what happened. I think this game, the only way the Chargers win, I shouldn't say the only way, the the if you ran it a hundred times and there's, you know, 50 Chargers wins, I think 45 of those wins are a situation where the Chargers get the ball first, they drive, they score a touchdown, Lions get the ball, Jared Goff throws a, a bad completion or a pick six or something happens wonky, Chargers get the ball back, uh, they score again, or like I said, it's a pick six and all of a sudden it's 14-0. You're forcing Jared Goff to play from behind and then you also kind of take out the running game because it's harder to run when you're down so much. Um, that's how I think the, the Chargers can win this game. Besides that, the Lions offer a lot in this matchup. I know their offense can be a little bit predictable at times, but Ben Johnson is still the hottest name. I mean, every Charger fan is asking for him to be the head coach next year, so we can't just come into this matchup pretending like he's a schmuck. Um, You know, Jared Goff's been really good this year. I mean, yes, he's Jared Goff, but he's been really good. And the Chargers defense has been really good in recent weeks, especially since uh, trading JC Jackson. But they also haven't really played anyone. I mean, they played the Chiefs. and We all saw how that first half went. They buckled down in the second half, shut him down. Chiefs that are like a not even a top 10 offense this year. You know, it's the Chiefs, but still it's not a top 10 offense. So the Chargers haven't played like an elite elite offense in a while. And the Lions are an elite offense and they have insane weapons. They can run the ball. This is by far the best rushing team the Chargers have played all season. They did play the Titans in week two, I will say that. But in terms of running philosophies and not just relying on one guy and offensive line, all that stuff. This is the best rushing team. It'll be a test for this run defense, which is better, but hasn't had to face any big rushing offenses and they have weapons and they have a good offense. And then on the defensive side of the ball, I think Justin Herbert can obviously carve them up, but they have a sneaky, good pass rush. And the right side of this offensive line has been really leaky and the chargers can't run the ball. So it's going to be hard for them to protect any sort of lead if it's a seven point lead. And I just, I see a world where, you know, Laporta is going crazy on offense. And then you have Hutchinson just ripping Trey Pippins to shreds on defense. And, it worries me with no Josh Palmer. If Josh Palmer's in this game, I pick chargers plus three every day of the week with no Josh Palmer. I'm still worried about this receiving corpse. Keenan is Keenan. I love him to death, but one player can only do so much unless it's like the Vikings game, but the lines do have a better secondary than the Vikings. Um, and besides him, like Quinton Johnson, do we trust him? Jalen Guyton looked a little slow. Like who would have thought a guy coming off a torn ACL. Who's only really a speedster might not be as explosive as he was two years ago. Uh, Darius Davis is obviously great, but he's a gadget player. Austin Eckler can't run the ball. They don't use their tight ends as much as they should. Like, I just thought the status of this offense is is weird to me. Uh, getting kind of vibes from last year, honestly. I know Kellen Moore was supposed to be this great guy, but great coordinator. But I don't know, getting weird vibes. So I'm, I'm taking Lions minus three. I hope I'm wrong, obviously. I hope egg in my face. I hope Chargers minus 14 hits. But just objective point of view, Lions minus three. Reverse jinx action coming in my props of the week. I'd mentioned Quentin Johnson. I'm taking this under 28 and a half receiving yards. Look, if we all had a time machine, we go back in time and tell ourselves to just take the under on his receiving prop every single week. He's only hit the over once. It was against the Chicago bears where he had 50 yards. He besides that game, his next highs total of the season is 20 yards in a game. So at 28 and a half, he would have to do something. He's only done once all season. Um, he, he just it, long-term could Quentin be great. Yes. Yes. But just like Mike Williams in his rookie year, I think it's a combination of being misused. He doesn't have the trust of his quarterback yet. You know, the familiarity. And, you know, he's got some bad matchups. He had to play sauce last week. He's probably going to get a lot of uh, uh, Brian, not Brian Branch. Um, yeah, is it Brian Branch? I don't know. Total brain fart live on the podcast. Terrible with names sometimes. But uh, yes, Brian Branch. But he plays safety. I don't know what I'm talking about. I digress. Quentin Johnson. Don't love his, his over on his receiving total this this week. I'm going to take the minus 28 and a half. My other two props, two plus monies. I'm going to go Chargers over 23. Oh, excuse me. This is a parlay. Chargers over 23 and a half points. Lions over 26 and a half points. We're going to parlay those two. They have a bet where you could bet both teams to go over 25. I like this a little bit more just because you can get the win if the Chargers score 24. You can get the win if the Lions score 27. A 27-24 game, which I feel like is the most likely score. If you want to sprinkle something on that exact score, I wouldn't hate it. I'm going to parlay those two as my prop, plus 243 odds. Just need the Chargers to score three touchdowns and a field goal. Need Lions to score four touchdowns or three touchdowns and two field goals. And then my last parlay, or my last, excuse me, prop is the biggest odds. Donald Parham, anytime touchdown score, plus 400. Again, I still think the Chargers score two to three touchdowns in this game. Maybe four, maybe five if things go really well. Donald Parham hasn't had a touchdown in a few weeks. He's obviously an important part of this passing offense when it's working well. Uh, we're going to have more red zone opportunities this week than previous weeks, I believe. And Parham is a safe bet. Not a safe bet. A good bet at these odds to find the end zone, knowing the type of weapon he is for Justin Herbert. Those are my picks. Those are my picks of the week. Hoping for a 5-1 week. Well, yeah. hope, hope Hoping for a 5-1 and week with the Chargers winning. Quinton goes for 28 yards, has a touchdown, but, you know, that's fine. We'll take that. Um, Chargers win 33 to 27 or something like that. Five and one. We get back up on the units. And more importantly, the Chargers are five and four in the season. That's what I hope happens. We'll see what happens on Sunday, right? Tony Romo, Jim Nance on the call. Going to be a big game. Could be the most exciting game of the year. I'm excited just to watch it at the very least. So that's all I got for you this week. A little bit long on the bolt beat this week. That's all right. Hopefully I didn't take away from the Charger chat guys too much. Let's get back to them.
0: Well, there you go, folks. Another awesome segment from Mr. Jason Reed. Certainly, you know, we here at the Charger Chat Podcast tend to kind of float up into the clouds. Are of those Jason roses?
2: Uh, rose-colored glasses, <laughs> <Yeah>. I see. <laughs> yeah.
0: we, we've we got many different pairs of rose-colored glasses. Yeah. And uh, Jason Reed reminds us that there's more than rose-shaded uh, glasses. Sometimes roses have thorns. Yes. Roses are red and violets are blue. And Jason I hope Lee. Jason
2: doesn't get all of his picks. How about you? <laughs> <laughs>
0: uh, no, that's uh, great betting lines there, Jason. And uh, for sure. And I I didn't know that Tony Romo was going to be calling the game. That's I love when as Romo well.
2: calls him, Yeah.
0: So, uh, yeah, hoping at least some of those uh, picks go through. You know, Parham and Quentin Johnston, everything like that. Like that's all. That's all gravy, baby. And I'll take. Uh, and I'll take that score prediction too. As well, if we can uh I'll just want, beat I'll take, the lions by it.
2: But overall that I'll take the win. Yeah. that's, that's a match, the most at
0: fun. the end of the day. We just need the dub. We'll win, yeah. So uh Jason, thank you. Thanks for brother. another awesome bolt beat. Um and at now, folks, it's time for us to give our bolt predictions for this game. Sans Kyle, sadly, hopefully he's dreaming of a dub himself.
2: I got confirmation Um, he is tuckered out. He has been full dad mode and fell asleep. So wish him sweet dreams and we'll see you on the, I'll see you on Sunday. Yeah.
0: Good night. Sweet Prince. Sweet Prince. Um, all right, well let's, let's make some bold predictions there, Kev.
2: All right, I'll kick it off. Um, I think the chargers win this and the, the one numbers, the numbers I'm looking at for victories is that, that 18 Remember on that all in or the, the team had the 18 on the the board of like the games. If you if you keep them under 18, they get highlighted because that's what they're looking for. Yeah, I think I think that's what's going to happen this game, and it's going to help us. I think Chargers win 24 17. Okay, um, I think they're going to get a little bit more offense than the last couple weeks, just just because they're a better team. Mm-hmm. I think the Chargers are going to show up. I think honestly, this last week it was a very conservative um, game that they played against the Jets. Everyone's a little stressed out about it but it was a very much a conservative game to not turn the ball over or go freaking crazy. Sure. So I think we'll see a team that can kind of open it up a little more because the defense isn't quite that for the Jets. So I think 24-17, um, and I got um, Herbo with uh, three of those touchdowns passing. Nice. Very good. Yeah. Um, all right.
0: I'm going to say uh, Chargers get the dub. I'm going uh, to say 30-13. to nice blowout blow needs to be i I think this could be a blowout and i think uh we see jalen guyton get his first touchdown of the season and goes for i'm gonna say it's gonna be at least a 40 plus yard touchdown i like it that's very very nice yeah yeah bomb 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 to guyton get back into freaking get back to business
2: Let's go, offense. Let's cook this offense up. Let's go, please.
0: All right. Well, there you go, folks. Bolt predictions in the books. And uh, that's going to do it for us here at the Charger Chat. So don't forget to bolt up because we're ready for any squad, any place. K love you. Bye. K love you. Bye. K love you.
2: Bye. K love you. Bye.
4: K- love you, bye.